Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 1583. How to Stop Caring About What Others Think of You, by Adi Redzik of AdiRedzik.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of ORD, with me, your host and narrator, Greg Audino. This is the show on which I read to you from some of the best relationship-oriented articles around each and every day, and this time we'll be featuring a post from Adi Redzik. It's a really important commentary on the very burning question of how we can stop caring about what others think of us. Or can we? Or should we? Let's find out as we start this article now and optimize your life. How to Stop Caring About What Others Think of You by Adi Redzik of AdiRedzik.com 85% of people you encounter are worried about what you think of them, just like you are worried about their opinion of you. This is rooted in our human evolution. Your prehistoric ancestor, walking through a jungle somewhere, was driven by the survival instinct, and any eyes looking at them represented a threat, a potential predator. As a result, their brain evolved to scan for this type of threat. On the flip side, that same ancestor relied greatly on a community around them. Banding together was a way to survive. Getting rejected and kicked out of the community was to be avoided at all costs. How did they do it? Well, in layman's terms, by caring to fit in and be liked. What does this mean for you? Well, the part of the brain that involuntarily controls your fear hasn't evolved significantly in 10,000 years. This is why, fast forward to today, almost 80% of people fear public speaking. Even more people care what others think of them. This becomes further intensified for people who grew up watching adults care about the approval of others, or who had been bullied and shamed in some way. Imagine a time when you were picked on or made fun of. Maybe you were teased for your physical features or an outfit you wore. It's likely that you responded to this by never wearing that same outfit or second-guessing your future fashion choices. While this mechanism is designed to protect us, it actually harms us in the long run. It teaches us to hide our true selves and to fit in. But by focusing to fit in, you sacrifice the amazing and unique gift of the person you truly are. This turns people into people-pleasers and chameleons who put on a false front to gain approval and acceptance without ever getting it. As you grow older, this technique only makes you feel worse. It leads to more frustration and disappointment. You're surrounded by people who like you for the person you're pretending to be, not for who you really are. You may also lose a sense of who you truly are. This leads to emptiness and numbness. I am, and so are you. As humans, we are more alike than we are different. 
We all experience similar struggles, including feeling insecure and wanting the approval of others. Let's say you're about to meet someone new at a networking event and you want to make a good first impression. You think through what you want to say, how you're going to say it, and when you're going to say it. You pick out your favorite outfit, you prep yourself, and you feel confident and ready to have a good time. When you finally introduce yourself, however, you freeze up. You forget what you were going to say, and later feel like you made a fool of yourself. This makes the next event even harder. Except you're not alone. It's more than likely that the person you're talking to is worried about the impression that they're making too. Thinking too much about your impression is a self-defeating approach, because it's rooted in fear. Caring too much about your impression disconnects you from yourself and frequently leads to a terrible impression. Thankfully, there's a better way. The rule of thirds. No matter who you are and what you do, one-third of people will love you, one-third of people will hate you, and one-third of people will be indifferent. Focus on the first third and on being as authentic as humanly possible. This will breed self-confidence and self-trust and give you the approval that matters. As Dr. Seuss puts it, quote, Be who you are and say what you feel, because those who matter don't mind, and those who mind don't matter. End quote. Bonus tips. Here are some other truths that you can nurture into your own beliefs. 1. Not everyone is going to like you, but if you like yourself, you won't care. 2. Not needing approval leads to freedom, and that leads to happiness. What do you prefer, being approved or being happy? 3. Most people don't care about you and never will. Accept it. 4. If you can't be a good original, what makes you think you'd be a good copy? And 5. Instead of worrying about your impression, approach people from a place of generosity. Focus on them, get curious about them, and make them feel comfortable. You just listened to the post titled, How to Stop Caring About What Others Think of You, by Adi Redzik of adiredzik.com. And thanks to Adi for letting us share his work today. We haven't heard from him in a little bit, so it was nice to read one of his newer articles. To be honest, this one was uh, a little too cut and dry for me at times, and there are parts of it that I'm not entirely in agreement with. But there was one resounding, repeated message that I do agree with that really can't be ignored, and I think is what Adi really wanted the takeaway to be. That being that we can't have everyone's love, respect, and support. I do believe that is one of the few matters in life that's awfully hard to argue with, and therefore, um, in trying to create a life like that, I agree with Adi in that we run a huge risk in not showing our authentic selves to everyone. And if we've done that enough to arrive at a point at which we genuinely do feel as though everyone loves us, I'm quite sure that's a life I wouldn't want to live. We want to be honest. We want to be unreliant or non-reliant on the love of others. We don't want to maintain a certain image and create a destructive relationship with change, etc. So, A big part of having healthy relationships, ironically, is being content with the fact that they won't all be good ones. I'll leave you with that for today, everyone. It's time to wrap up another article, but I thank you so much for joining, and do be sure to come on back tomorrow for both our regularly scheduled episode and a bonus episode, too. That's where your optimal life awaits.